It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. We'll punch you in the nose for 60 minutes with a relentless competitive attitude. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Well, happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and, of course, the Giants mobile app. John Schmelk, Paul Dettino, Lance Meta with you. The phone number is 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants Chat on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with that way, you certainly can. And, folks, just a reminder, if, if you enjoy Big Blue Kickoff Live, you should really go check out the Giants Huddle podcast, which is on the Giants app. It's on your favorite podcast platforms, but it has a separate podcast feed. So just search for Giants Huddle. Check it out. We do interviews every week. We have a great game preview every week that has an exclusive one-on-one with Joe Judge, an exclusive one-on-one with a player. This week, coming up this afternoon, will be a Dory Jackson, and we talk to a reporter or announcer from the opposing team as well. That usually comes your way every Friday afternoon, so make sure you check that out. We also throw some limited-run podcasts on the Giants Huddle podcast as well. You had our all-in Giants podcast presented by PNC Private Bank. That details the 10th anniversary of Super Bowl 46. And now, since that limited run is over, though all the archived episodes can still be found in those same space, spaces I mentioned before, we now have the Papa's Perspective podcast, where Bob and I look back at some of the famous calls Bob has had against the Giants opponent that upcoming week. Episode 1 got posted this week. It's the Chiefs, and we go back and talk about that famous game in Kansas City right after 9-11, among a couple of other contests as well. Lance, Paul, good afternoon. How are you? Uh, very, very windy outside, Doing John, well. but I have survived. Well, too bad. Um, <laughs> so you are outside. Why don't you update us, Paul, on the injury report of practice? Well, first thing is I saw Toto flying across the sky. I think he's okay, too, but I'm not sure. Better Toto He's a long than way like, from home, I'll yeah, tell you that. <laughs> very good, Lance. I would say better Toto than, like, cars and cows. Yes, uh, indeed. Uh, Barkley, uh, Carter, and Galladay all on the side with the trainers during the media portion of practice. So I would say their odds are not very good for Kansas City. Just based on that, it did not look like they were going to do much work, if any, with the team. Second straight day, by the way, that they've been on the side, too. Yeah, yeah. and then, like, what, third yeah. straight week as well. So yeah. put all that together. Not looking great for him, but some better news for Kadarius Tony. Uh, Tony potentially um, was doing the warm-ups and the calisthenics, so we'll see. I mean, Coach Judge even said this morning he was going to let the trainers look at all the hurt guys first and then see if they could do some work. So maybe there's optimism for Tony, clearly for Sterling Shepard, though. I mean, yesterday... He looked like, in the limited reps that we were able to see, he looked as good as new. And and out there today, running around in the individual passing drills, he was very smooth. And we found out it wasn't a re-aggravation of the old, of the old hamstring injury. Right. It was the other leg. He said that at his media availability yes, yesterday. So, yeah. so, and since he worked out before the game, it makes sense that he would be closer than the other guy. But we we'll keep an eye on Kadarius Tony. Remember, just because he stretched with the team, he might come out as a DNP, did not practice when the injury report comes out this afternoon right. if he moved to the trainers after stretching. So right. that's something we will keep an eye on. Of course, stay tuned to Giants.com, Giants Twitter feed, our Twitter feeds. Dan Salomon always has that as well when the injury report comes out at the end of the day. All right, guys, here's what I want to do today. We've talked a lot about the Chiefs, what they're good at, what they're bad at, what the Giants need to do to maybe have a chance to win this game in Kansas City. But I don't want to talk about the what today. I want to talk about the how because – We've discussed how the Chiefs' defense has been a problem and their turnovers have been a problem. And those have been the two things that have really led to their 3-4 and four record. So, Lance, I'll start with you. 
What can the Giants do to help continue the Chiefs' turnover issues? Not just relying on their mistakes. What can the Giants go out there and do from a strategy perspective to try to keep that pattern of Chiefs' turnovers? They lead the league with 17 going this week in Kansas City on Monday night. Well, I think the first thing is to jump ahead early and have Kansas City play from behind because, and this goes back to what Patrick Graham talked about the other day, if you allow Kansas City to control the tempo from the game right from the opening kickoff, they'll be able to run the ball and they'll be a far more balanced offensive attack. Now, Kansas City may be an exception to the rule. They probably could get away without balanced football, more so than other teams because of their explosiveness through the air. But I think if you look at the trend, if you were to ask me well, what happened in these 17 giveaways, part of it has been because Mahomes is trying to make something happen, right? Because his team is trailing by double digits. They've had four games already where they've trailed by double digits. So put Mahomes in that same area that he's had to deal with over the last few games. That would be number one. Some of the other turnovers were a product of deflections. I don't think you could ever go into a game, guys, saying, okay, we're going to get our hands on three balls and it's going to, you know, be a deflection into the hands of another defensive back. So that's why I lean more towards scenario, put Kansas City on the back burner where they've got to play from behind. The other thing that I've noticed with respect to some of these giveaways has been Mahomes, when he gets out in the open field, he hasn't been very good in terms of protecting the ball. There's been a few instances where guys have gotten their hands on the ball. So you certainly, you want to look to be aggressive. If Mahomes decides to extend plays, if he decides to run, roll out of the pocket, yes, fundamentally sound, tackle him, bring him down. That's priority number one. But if you could get him in a gang tackle type of scenario, I think you got to look to hit that football, see if he's learned from his previous lessons. But to me, the biggest takeaway is let's see if the Giants could get the ball, march down the field, score, get a touchdown or two early, put the pressure on Kansas City. That, to me, is the best recipe to at least position yourself in a spot where you're putting Kansas City in a precarious spot. Yeah, Paul, the only thing I'll add to that, and then you can take the stage, please, is, is that if you look at Mahomes' turnovers this year, a lot of them are coming under pressure. Yeah. It's not like he's sitting in the pocket, no one's around him, and he's just throwing it to the defense. He's either scrambling on the move outside the pocket, he's getting dragged down by a defender, and he's trying to throw the ball as he gets hit. So even if it's not quick pressure, even if it's late pressure, the Giants have to be around Patrick Mahomes. Otherwise, he's not going to make those types of mistakes. Yeah, I, I like to call that just being under duress. Yeah, correct. You know, because pressures, people actually make that a stat. Duress isn't a stat, but duress means the guy's uncomfortable. He's, he's having issues back there, not being able to do exactly what he wants and how he wants to feel. Look, Mike Remmers is going to be playing right tackle this week, as we understand it, because Lucas Niang was benched last week during their game against Kansas last City. Last two weeks, I think, Remmers has yeah, been He's in also there, right? dealing with yeah. a hamstring injury, by the way. But Remmers? clearly his play hasn't been effective. No, Nyang. Nyang. Oh, Nyang. yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not Remmers. Remmers about. is healthy. No, no, yeah. Remmers is healthy. Now, he's I'm a couple years about... removed from being with the Giants. He was functional when he was here. He's fine. He was solid when but, he was here. But the truth of the matter is right now, you know, he's another couple of years older, and he certainly had his, his, his tires are worn a little bit. But in any event, it looks like it's going to be him at right tackle and Orlando Brown at left tackle. All right, so here's the thing. I, I would say this. I love what Lance said about making them one-dimensional because here's the thing. If you listen to Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator, just the other day, he made it very clear, and he's 100% correct. Even though Kansas City's very comfortable throwing the ball a ton, you still want them to do that. 
you don't want them to be able to run the ball early because if they do, now they have the option of keeping you honest and you have to play everything. Well, if the Giants can get the lead and effectively neutralize the run early, now you can start playing six and seven defensive backs. You can start going not just nickel. You can go dime. You can go quarter. And to me, that's one of the reasons why teams have actually done well against the Chiefs offense this year is because they're just telling their front three or their front four, hey, you take care of the pressure. Their line can't keep you out. And we're going to play back. It's the back seven that's going to flood the zones and do whatever we can to contain Kelsey and Hill. That's what you want to do philosophically. So Patrick Graham is right when he says, first things first, got to shut down the run. But at the same time, you don't just need to do that. You need to get the lead. And let me just put an asterisk on that. Stop the run without giving help to stop the run is the key. No question. Just stop with the guys up front. Because like Patrick Graham said yesterday, you can't bring that safety down in the box. No. But look, I got to be honest with you. If the Chiefs want to run like and get four yards of carry, all right, go ahead. Like, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Like, you can't oh, sure. give up. You can't give up 10, 12, 13-yard runs, no, obviously. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. But, no, it, no. you know, if, if the Chiefs end this game and they run it 30 times, hell, even for like 135, 140 yards, all right. Because that's 30 times Patrick Mahomes isn't hitting Tyreek Hill 50 right. yards down the field for a touchdown. You so, want to contain contain the runs, a better word. Right. Correct. You want to prevent them from getting chunk plays in the run game. Yeah. Right. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I, I think I agree with both of you guys. I do think game flow is important. And I think game flow is important for getting pressure, too, because then you can do a little bit more in terms of creativity with your blitzes and stuff like that. If you have them in those third and longs. You know, because when you look at the Chiefs' numbers, third down – production first down production overall efficiency yard <laughs> they moved I mean, the ball john they're top five in every in every single <laughs> category the ball. like you can't find the weakness like they do everything well except protect the football that's why this is such a now was that game against the titans last week an aberration because they didn't move the ball that well against tennessee no they only had 350 or so yards of offense it wasn't great but was that an aberration or is that something now where there's a real problem there? We'll have to wait and find out. The one thing that is consistent throughout the course of this year is, as you said, Mahomes being under duress. If you take a look at the sacks, pressures, and quarterback hits, combine those three numbers. That's the duress factor. Mahomes has had that number 72, which is tied for second most among quarterbacks in the NFL. By comparison... That number for Daniel Jones is only 55. And now, a lot By of that. By comparison. And a lot of that is that Patrick Holmes is, likes to hold the ball to try to Correct. make a big yeah. play. He does. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he's running around back well, there to that, holding the ball. To that point. Well, yes. Right. Correct. But that gives the pressure more of an opportunity to yes. make its presence felt, yeah, of is course. the point. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, just like, I don't mean to cut you off, Paul, but no, one no, thing no, I want right. to add is just in general, if you notice the quarterbacks that are sacked the most, sometimes it's not necessarily a product of the offensive line it's a product of those guys are mobile like there was a year Deshaun Watson he was sacked constantly oh, Russell Wilson same Correct. thing Dak yeah. was sacked mm-hmm. a lot the year the Cowboys offensive line was banged up so that's another reason why sometimes those numbers could be a little misleading it's always a part of it I'm not going to say it's not quarterbacks in a lot of ways do control sacks but they that yeah. but that is still a very high number sure no matter what you look at and when you consider that he's he's been under duress almost 20 times more than Daniel Jones you know, that gives you an indication for people who've been watching the Giants all year, the kind of heat 
that he has been facing. And the other thing, too, that Joe Judge always brings up in on the Joe Judge show, which is on MSG, by the way. You can find it. It's all over the place. Check your local listings. How when you rush the quarterback, it's not always, oh, just go get the quarterback. Because if you run around Mahomes, he can step <laughs> up, and then all of a sudden he's holding the ball, but there's no pressure there. So they have to be disciplined in how they're rushing, too, and not just you know run around the quarterback and leave a bunch of holes, and then he has room to scramble and create more space. All right, now the other side of the ball. How do you attack the defense? You know, and I think one reason, in my opinion, and this goes back to the point that Lance made about the offense, I think the Chiefs' defense has been less effective this year, is that Steve Spagnolo, I think, thrives when he gets other teams in a situation where they're in third down situations, third and long. They're in situations where they have to pass the ball because they're behind, because then Spags can bring out the whole book, right? All those crazy blitz, the DB blitzes, the corner blitzes, He's got the a big book. blitzes. You bring the guys up, you drop them back. You're three-man front, five-man front, six-man front. He can do all that crazy stuff. But the Chiefs have not put the defense in that situation this year, so they've had to play a little bit more honestly, and I think that's hurt them. Now, I do think they've played a little bit better. They've gotten Sorensen out of there, who was not playing well this year. Juan Thornhill's taking his spot. Uh, Traverius Ward has come back from injury. Chris Jones is back after missing a couple of weeks. He was back last week. So I think they're getting a little bit better on that side of the ball. But I do think that defense becomes more dangerous if the Chiefs do go do get ahead early in the game. You want to keep them honest? I don't think they have a very big front from like a mass perspective. I think you can run the ball on them a little bit. And as long as you can in some ways neutralize the way they like to bring pressure, and know it's know when it's coming, and then you can do the quick game off of that. I think all that is is very important because the Chiefs' defense is vulnerable, but I think they are vulnerable in some specific ways, and they can be a defense lens that forces you into mistakes if you get into some less than ideal circumstance. Yeah, and it also remember when you're turning the ball over like crazy on offense, you're also killing your defense in field position. Oh yeah, right where you're telling them now you don't have eighty. 75 yards to defend, you have maybe 50 to 55, which is an absolute killer. There's so many examples in recent history where you wonder, why is the defense struggling? Well, if the offense is plagued by turnovers, they're not allowing the defense to have some flexibility in terms of the play calling, and you can't spread out because you don't have enough of the field to protect. I think it's important to note, and you were highlighting this somewhat, John, Chris Jones and Frank Clark have really not been on the field much together because when Jones was sidelined, Clark was out there. When Clark was out, Jones was back. So we really don't know what the two of them could do, at least this season. Granted, they were together last year, but it's a small sample size. So Clark was injured a lot last year too, Lance, to be correct. honest Correct, so you. we're expecting both of the guys to be out there in this game. Does that perhaps give Spags a little bit more flexibility to test the Giants' offensive line? Because we know the Giants' offensive line has had its ups and downs. I think the most notable loss to me for the Chiefs is not having middle linebacker Anthony Hitchens, and I would say the chances of him playing are probably slim. He did not play the last game, and he did not practice the other day, so I would say probably it's not looking very good, which means they've been moving some linebackers around. They got Nick Bolton, who was their second-round pick in 2021, but he was more of the weak side linebacker. I know they've been using a little bit of him in the middle, Ben Neiman, who is an undrafted player, has been with the team for the last four seasons. They've been moving him around. So, you know, that to me really impacts the Chiefs' defense because, guys, if they're not getting home, and clearly the sack numbers are just eight, which is tied for dead last in the NFL right now, 31st. 
So if you're not getting home, that means you need guys to be well-disciplined in the middle of the field, and then clearly you need your secondary to be opportunistic. Secondary is not opportunistic. They are not getting after the quarterback. You combine all of that, well, what are you hanging your hat on? And then, oh, by the way, the offense is killing you because they're not protecting the ball. So it's been, to me, a variety of factors that have just piled up, and this is why the Chiefs' defense has struggled so much. But I go back to what happens, and I think you were hinting at this, John, if the Chiefs are not put in that precarious spot because their offense has a game where they actually protect the ball so the Giants can't go in banking on, well, we're just going to follow the script that everybody else did. And, oh, by the way, the other thing that I continue to emphasize is even when the opposition has laid out gifts, the Giants have not had a great track record this year of capitalizing on that. So that's why I don't think your strategy, if you're the Giants, is we're going to get at least two takeaways. They're not going to touch our quarterback, and we're just going to hope for the best. That, to me, is not a strategy to work. <laughs> yeah, because look, and Lance, you're right, because the Chiefs have blitzed a lot, but their pressure rate's terrible. Their sack rate's awful. So they yeah. haven't gotten home. Everything about their pass rush has been ineffective, whether it's the front yep. four or it's the guys who they're sending. It's just been ineffective. Look, that says to me, this needs to be that game where the Giants break out that explosive playbook. They need to be able to hit some explosive plays downfield against a team that has had significant issues getting to the quarterback no matter what they try. And when they do try, and they do send it, remember now, we talked about this, Lance, with, uh, uh, with Adam Tesher of, uh, of ESPN. Spags is blitzing about a third of the time, and it, they're still not getting home. Well, make him pay for those blitzes. It's, it's, it's very, very important that when he does leave those guys exposed on the back end, that you hit them up big. Yeah, I'm completely with you. I even referenced that on yesterday's show, Paul. I said we were talking about offensive strategy, and I said this is a game where, you know, the Giants offense needs to be aggressive. This is not one of those ball control, milk mm -hmm. the clock, keep Patrick Mahomes sidelined because we know how quickly those guys could score. You need to continue to move the ball, and you need to find that end zone. And if you could get a few explosive plays, fantastic. That, to me, would be the icing on the cake. So I'm with you there. I would like to see the Giants show aggressiveness right out of the gates. A lot of it, obviously, I understand is going to be dictated based on the personnel that the Giants have, but I think we can at least safely assume Daniel Jones will have Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard. He's going to have Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph. We know he's going to have Devontae Booker. So, you know, you're getting closer to full. You just John may Ross not too. have Tony and you may not have Galladay. Think about John Ross, too. Sure, John His Ross is His speed can come in handy in a game like this. Yeah, 100%, just... because remember, in the Saints game, that was the game where mm -hmm. he had the breakout performance. We have not seen enough yeah. of that since then, but Ross certainly could take the top off of a defense. Yeah, I want to throw one more thing out to kind of support something Lance said here. And Joe Judge was asked this question today at his daily press conference. You know, can you grind the game out if you can't run the ball consistently? And I thought it was a fair question from Paul mm -hmm. Schwartz, right? Because the Giants, frankly, have not run the ball consistently this year, especially since Saquon Barkley's injury, though really even before that, let's be honest with ourselves. And can you play that type of, like, ball control, grind it out style if you can't consistently run the ball for four or five yards a carry. And I don't think the Giants have proven they can do that. Not so at all. Something else. That, now, you can do the short pass game and things like that. That works, but still not the same. So just something to keep in mind here uh, as the Giants get ready for the game. All right, 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. Len in Columbia, Maryland will lead us off today. Hey, Len. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up? Hi. All right. Hey, Monday Night Football. Man, 
the whole country will be watching, as usual. All right, we got a little work to do. You know, I wanted to be five and five coming out of Tampa. We're still there. We still got a shot at it. You have some work to do, Len. You have some work to do. You have some work to do. Yeah, we got some work. We'll We'll set your shovel. We got some work to do. I'm I'm feeling good, though. It all starts Monday night. Let's get this one on Monday, and then we we move from there. Um, You know, sometimes you guys frustrate me. I I, I agree with everything you've said this morning, except you never put a number on it. What do you mean? I'd I'd like to throw some numbers out there. See, when you guys talk about stopping the run, what, what do you really mean? What, what, what kind of yardage are you talking about? I, Glenn, I literally five, gave it, you a number. I said if they rush it for like, 30, for like 30 times for 130 yards, I'd be okay with it. What else do you want? I, who, who, who just said that, John? Yeah, me, Schmelk. Okay, I literally right, hey, said hey, that. All right. Hey, John, I, 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 I have to admit, I missed that. Okay, that's okay. okay. That's okay. okay. I, I did put that. a number on that. it today. Right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. No, uh, you're I welcome. was coming. All right. I was, I, was, I was coming a little lower, okay? Well, I, see, I here's hold, the thing, Lane. I want, I want to hold them to. Or, or were you talking offensively or defensively? I was talking if the Chiefs want to run the ball a lot. Oh, okay. I'm okay. okay with that because if they okay. gain okay. like four yards per carry, that okay. means Mahomes is not throwing it. See, the thing okay. about that, Len, you got to be careful about this. Yes. You need, you need to be able to effectively squelch the run early in the game to yeah. get them off balance. Okay, yeah. because if you yeah, want to play you. six and seven defensive backs in this game, which right. I think is what you'd like to do. And by the way, I think you come out with that anyway, to be quite okay. honest. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know if you do, John, right away. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. But, right. but hey, John, ultimately, I'm... you want to play a lot of the game like that. So to yeah. do hey, that, you've got to be able to get them out of trying to pound the ball so that your smaller lineup doesn't get punished by that. No, that's fair. So okay. I would hey. like to see them really kind of clamp down on the run in the first quarter. Now, if by some stretch of the imagination the game remains close and they run it a little bit in the second and the third, I'm not as upset about it because by that point you'd like to think that the Giants' offense can already get some points on the board and you'll be able to keep up with them. But in the first quarter, that to me is the point where you really do want to kind of clamp down on the run a little better. And the Giants have started games fast. They have. Go ahead. John? Yes. Um, Hey John. Yes, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm finally in the same pa- I'm finally in the same paragraph with you guys. Okay, good. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm I'm going to lower the numbers a little bit. 75 yards rushing for Kansas City. No, but, how, but, but, but Len, how many attempts though? That's the key. Here. It's not number of yards. It's how many yards based on how many attempts. Like for example, I would be happy with Kansas City having 30 carries for 130 yards, but if they have 15 carries for 70 yards. That's a problem. Yeah, that's good yardage per carry. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I got you. Well, you sound a little bit like Charlie Weiss, uh, you know, on, on, on NFL radio. Well, if he they get explosive plays in the run game, says, that's bad. Right. Okay? Yeah, he, always says it's, he always says it's not yardage, it's number of attempts. Right, right? I agree. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're going to get I, enough I, explosive I plays in, on, in the passing game. In all likelihood, they'll get a few explosive plays in the pass. That's now, Mahomes, okay? Now remember, you don't Mahomes want to give them also, running explosive plays. Mahomes could also dump it off to his running backs, which to me is an extension of the run game. So yes. I'm well, wondering I, whether or not you have to include those touches. Like, Darrell Williams could get about four or five receptions. Maybe they use McKinnon a little bit. So maybe you get seven or eight additional touches in addition to the runs. And that's when, you know, the number goes up even more. Well, where Mahomes many, is not going for the home run is what I'm insinuating here. Well, 
I'm going 75, 75 yards rushing for Kansas City or under 75, and I'm going for less than 300 yards from Mahomes. I'm going for three passing touchdowns from Daniel. I'd like two from Slayton, one from Shepard. Three field goals from Gano. We score six times. I'll take that. If we can score six times, I'll take that. I'm sure you'll take it. You've got a lopsided win is what you got. If if that happens, it's a blowout. If you're holding the Chiefs to under 350 yards of offense, that's pretty optimistic. Well, it is. It is. All right. Well, that's where I am. We'll we'll see. Hopefully it turns out that way. Let me turn to the defensive side real quick so you can get some other callers. So you can get some other callers. By the way, just real quick, Len, Daniel Jones has five touchdown passes on the season. So, I mean, he gets three. That would be an epic performance <laughs> by him this season. Lance, okay, so. Lance, Lance, yeah, yeah, I know those numbers, but thank you for reminding me. But that doesn't stop me from saying three touchdown passes, and I'll tell you why. I'm not. He's I'm not telling third, you. I'm Lance, just providing perspective. Lance, that's he's all. In, he's in his third year, Lance. It's time to step it up. It's Monday night football. Step it up, Daniel. Okay? Well, I'm, Lynn, I'm not guy. disputing don't, don't it. I'm just saying wrong. that what don't. you're asking for, just at least realize he only has five touchdown passes yeah. on the season. Yeah. That's all. Okay. Yeah. All right. Daniel, Daniel's going to give me three on Monday night. All right? He's going to give me three on Monday night. Okay. This is the night. Paulie, Paul, this is the night Leonard Williams makes the Pro Bowl. I want two sacks from Leonard, and I want him roaming that, I want him roaming that defensive line, stuffing that run. Big night for him. I want three turnovers. I want McKinney active. I want to see him in on a lot of plays, picking the ball off. Um, those are my goals. That's where I want to go. That's where uh, I want to go. You're asking for a lot, Len. He's asking for an ideal game plan. Could I possibly <laughs> sell you on just asking hey, listen, for a win? How do we win? Paulie, how do we win this game? Tell me your numbers. How do we win this? They, I don't know that they have to dominate it. I don't know if they can dominate on both sides of the ball like you're suggesting. I would be very happy to win this game 10-9. to 9. It's not going to happen that way, <laughs> yeah. but I would oh, be very yeah. happy if they did. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but Len, yeah, Len, I'll Len, Len here's the point. I, I think the point that Paul's making, if you yes. hold the Chiefs to under 350 yards, you force yeah. three turnovers, and you score yeah. 30 points. Yeah, that's a blowout. Yeah, you're winning like 34 to 17. I don't think that's going to happen, but hey. Wow, we fa- Len, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. Good stuff. Might even be 34 to 10. You know a call is optimistic when Paul Dottino's like, wow, that might be asking a little bit much here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> Look, I guess you could be greedy, right? If you're Len, you could be greedy. Sure. Why sure. not? Well, I mean, you could ask for anything. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, wow. Listen, for money, there's honey, you know? Phew. I, look, so. Len, Len, I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, if you don't ask for, you'll never receive. Of course. Right? And so, it's all good goals. You know. Hey. Look, I asked for three turnovers from Donald last week. I didn't get three. He only got one. I know. So, he didn't exactly give me the gift wrapping that I wanted. But you, but you didn't get but a safety, which is kind of like did. a turnover. It kind of, kind of. And I did and get the pick at the end of the second downs, quarter. too, technically. Yes, yeah, fourth downs. You know, that helps, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. I like Sam again. <laughs> well, I'm glad that he can appease you. I'm sure. I'm sure he's all smiles because you know, coming to MetLife Stadium, he said, "As long as I make Paul Dottino happy, hey, this will be the highlight of my career." Sam was yes. Sam. I'm very happy. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Hey, Giant fans, taking all the action of Giants football from your own private suite. Suites are a great way to entertain the family and friends while rooting on your Giants. Right here at MetLife Stadium, speak with the Giants suite representative now by calling eight 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 NYG nineteen twenty five. Brendan in New York is up next. Brendan, what's going on? Uh, it's Brandon from New Jersey. Hey, Brandon. Hey, what's going on, man? Now, uh, I feel like, man, the only way that we're going to have any shot 
of even probably winning this game or making the playoffs. Well, not even uh, winning the game, but making the playoffs is if we, we have to win this game. The way the NFC is shaking up to be, I believe those two last wild card spots is going to be nine wins to get them. And, you know, we, we kind of, we, we, we kind of out of touch right now as far as getting the nine wins. But if we could get this one, still this one, and maybe split this game with with the Tampa game, we may have got a shot to get at well, least Well, Brandon, Brandon let, me, let me interrupt you really quick. The Rams are in second place and are 6-1. and one. The Cardinals are in first place and are 7-1. and one. The first wild card is winning a lot more than nine games. Now, the second one, maybe. First one, no. To be honest, well, well, I think right now, I think even last, thinking the, about the, that the, the is six, so premature right now. Just worry about Monday night because I think the Giants' chances you, of winning this game are are a totally separate uh, question. You know what, Brandon? I from forgot. From being a playoff and, team, and Brandon. Uh, Brandon, there are three wild card game teams yeah, now. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. So you make you a good point. You're, you're right. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's I think he's suggesting two, what they're two and a half out of the last wild card. Yeah. Well, well, right now the like Saints are. Yeah, right now the Saints are four and two. Yeah, because, they have the uh, second wild card. The Vikings is right. three and three. The Vikings yeah. is three and three. They got but, one up. But it's it it. Do yourself a favor. It is way too early to be looking. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Just go out there. Don't do it. I get it. I get it. But if we want to make the play. And that's what we all want to do. We I got you, my game. man, but it's too early. Just worry about no, Monday's game. Of course, Brandon, they have to start stockpiling wins. You, Nobody disagrees with you. But the other thing why I don't love that philosophy is, okay, let's say you beat Kansas City. You're then penciling in wins because I know this is how fans think. You're looking at <laughs> Philadelphia. You're saying they're going to sweep the Eagles. You're telling me they're going to beat the Bears. All of those games that you're assuming they're going to win, do you know that's going to happen? So maybe it cancels well, listen, out the Kansas City win. You got to think realistically. You got to think realistically. I feel like we're going to get healthy at the right time in in this in this crucial stretch of two to be able to win those games. If we get Barkley back within probably next, I, I probably think they're going to keep him out until after the bye. I believe that's what I think that they're going to do. So he's probably not going to come back until after the Tampa game. Well, the Tampa game would be sure. after the bye. Right, that's what he's saying. Yeah. No, I thought he said well, well, after yeah. the Tampa game. Oh, uh, I got you. That's why. I mean, yeah. I mean I'm mean, i sorry. You, I did say that. Um, Back after, I mean, after the bye week to the Tampa game. Now, um, and we'll be getting our left tackle back. We'll be getting healthy at the right time, I feel as though, that we could be able to make that, that stretch run. I got a bigger question playoffs. for you. How are the Giants going to sustain the defensive effort that they put forth against Carolina last week when we know Blake Martinez is out for the season? Well, even that, better, to me, is a bigger question. Well, better, can you do it against a better Paul, opponent? I don't know. Quarterback. I don't know, John. Neither do look I. At this, look at the statistics, Paul. This defense didn't really start clicking until maybe about the seventh-eighth game anyway. Oh, Brandon, so you're right. No, Brandon, you're right. We're, but do you know who the Giants played in the seventh and eighth games last year on the schedule? They played Washington and Philly four out of five games. And in between those four games, they gave up almost 30 points to the Bucs. So was it opponent or was it the defense getting ready to roll? Yeah, and then look at what happened against Arizona, Cleveland, and Baltimore. Bingo. But but even bigger than that, that defense had Blake Martinez. This one does not. And Jabril Peppers, for that matter. Yes. Well, I mean, that further emphasizes the previous points, Paul. Basically, what's the have the play? Do you know? Uh, have the players have called the players only meeting yet this season? Do you know that? 
I I don't you, know. know. And, and quite frankly, Brendan, I don't really take Brandon, I don't really take player only meetings that seriously. I think they're just a whole bunch of nonsense, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> well, I feel as though that's one of the times where we all could come together and say, Listen, we're not gonna we're not gonna be losing these games no more. You know, somebody had to be like Logan took the, the, the blunt of everything last week. He said he felt as though that he was doing too much as far as trying to get everybody together on the same page and, and forgetting and worrying about his job. Yeah, and individual accountability is something he preached, and I do think that showed up Sunday. Yeah, but I don't think and you need a worked. player's only it meeting worked. for that, though. It worked. <laughs> Just I watch feel the like, film. I feel, like <laughs> now, I feel like now we're finding our niche as far as who we are as a team and what we can be going forward. I'll tell you what. Now, all we have to I love your optimism. And and, by, and and a month from now, if the Giants do, in fact, turn things around, we'll look at the Carolina game as the thing that just changed the entire complexion of the season. Heck, if they go out there and they hold the Chiefs to 17 points, I'll get it on Tuesday and I'll say Brandon was and right. this is another thing. The media, and this is what I said, the players need to take accountability on this. It seems like everybody is making it seem like this is the get-right game for the Chiefs. I would feel some type of way if I was the Giants players. Like, what do you mean this is a so you saying we about to just be a, a, a they going to just roll all over us? No, we got to take that and, and put that on the bulletin board. Like, listen, we're not about to be our doormats of this game. As far as y'all trying to get right, no, we we're, we're coming to win this game also. I everybody, agree with that mentality. You have to be like, that way. Everybody making it seem like we're going to be the doormat for them for their get right game, and that's not right, man. I, and I don't feel like that's the, the the type of mentality that this team needs to take on. I agree with you on that point 100%. Thank you, And obviously the experts do because they're thinking the Giants are are underdogs by more than a touchdown. I mean, clearly there is a perception around the country that this is the Chiefs' get-right game. So I agree with him. I think people outside of New York think that. I think people in New York understand the Giants have a reasonable, a reasonable chance to win this game. There is a path to victory. Absolutely there is. You know, now whether or not they do it, they still got to go out there and perform to the back of their football cards. But I do agree with him. I think perception around the country right now is, oh, this is the get-right game for the Chiefs. This is where they become Kansas City again. And the Giants, uh, they're just a non-factor. I think people do believe that. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's the perception. And go out there and prove them wrong. Exactly. Though you shouldn't need that to go out there and prove them wrong either. And I don't think well, correct. I don't think this is a team that needs that type of outside motivation with the way Joe Judge coaches them where you need that in order to get him ready to play in a game. Like, this whole thing made, oh, we got all motivated because Matt Rule said he wanted to run the football. <laughs> what, what, would Norby like, oh, if they would run the football, it's fine. Go ahead, I don't care. Hey, Wait, no, no, I got a better one. Hold on a minute. What was the narrative leading into the Cowboys game? Oh, yeah. Troy Aikman oh, yeah. said the Cowboys <laughs> and the Giants were in two completely different classes, right? How many times, guys, was mm-hmm. Joe Judge and the players asked, did you hear the comment? Did you hear the comment? What exactly happened Non-stop in that game? stop all week. What, but what, what was the result of that game, Paul? Yeah, not great. Okay, so you're going to tell me them putting that up on the bulletin board gave them I, extra motivation? I'm, I'm not arguing I mean, it, for silly. the bulletin it's board. It's absolutely whoa, 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 ridiculous. Wait a oh, no, no, no. He, he is arguing with you, Paul. He's arguing no, with you. No, no, I'm not. Paul, oh, okay. I'm not arguing okay. with you. I'm expressing emotion over what the caller yeah. brought up and what we deal with every single year. <laughs> this cartoonish Disney fairy tale land where 
Every guy on an NFL roster is five years old, and you need to give him milk and cookies and put him in the corner <laughs> so that he can behave well and get motivated to play a football game. I'm sorry. It's just – it's laughable. Well, Lance, it's maybe, comical. Maybe what you could do, maybe you could put, like, the uh, the big cardboard cut out of Jerry Jones. You can, like, rip out, rip off a part of his suit every time the Giants win a Are game you or you making something. a major league oh, yes, reference? Uh, yeah, yes, thank you. Very nicely executed. <laughs> Ultimately. Very nicely executed. Ultimately. Yes. <laughs> Except I, I don't know if they want to see Jerry Jones no, you know, in that I, position. I don't think so, we do yes. either. I agree. I, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that the Giants put forth the kind of game last Sunday that we were all expecting from the beginning of the season. But ultimately, they are in show-me mode right now. I think we would all agree. No question. They are in show-me mode. How? They need to show us over the next two, three, four weeks that they can continue to play that way. Yeah, against good teams. You know, can you take yeah, the win against it. the Panthers and do it against – Let's be honest. The, I've got to see it. I realize the Chiefs are only three and four, but I'm still putting them in the category, the upper echelon of the NFL. Well, because they are extremely dangerous with the three big guys they've got on offense. They can strike at any time and beat you. The Look, Giants could even be up by 14 points oh with five minutes yeah, to go. Sure. And Kansas City could come back and win the game. Yeah, and so yeah. could so could Las Vegas. So could Kansas City. I mean, Because they have a track record. That's yeah. The I mean, the Raiders' offense has been phenomenal this year. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a car guy. You know that. Always have been. 20193. Paul, you always make it about who you like and who you don't like. That's what it's all about. You don't have to terrible. sell me on the Raiders offense. Yeah. You don't. Let's go to Travis. Are you a David or a Derek Carr fan? Can we get clarification? I was friendly with David. He was a really well, good being dude. being friendly with him doesn't mean he's your guy, No, De- Derek, so. Derek Carr, John, what we called this years ago, uh, I even said that he might be the best successor to Eli. If the Giants ever move on from Eli, I always said that Derek Carr would be a guy I'd like to see here. I always said that. Let's go to Travis in Queens. He's up next on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Hey, Travis. Hey, what's up, fellas? How you doing? What's going Hi. on? Hi. Uh, hey, um, Lance, I disagree with you um, about the whole uh, the cartoon thing. I mean, Bill Parcell, he's a big advocate for, uh, you know, getting under his player's skin. Today's and, players and are a little different. Though. I don't know. To be fair, they are different. It, it, the same stuff that nah, worked 40 years ago is not working today. It's I just mean, not. it works. It, it works, but to the degree of what, we don't know. But, you know, because it's a, it's a team game. So if all of us is on a team, and let's say I'm the angriest one because of uh, uh, Troy Aikman said something, it won't show because we might have lost, but best believe it worked for me. It just didn't show what you got. So I, I would add this. Say, but, I've talked to but, Coach Parcells in recent times, and even he knows that the button pushing that he did back in the 80s uh, and even into the 90s, it just would not be effective today. He would tell you he could not coach these players today. He would tell you that. Yeah, and I'll say this, too. Uh, and, and, Travis, oh, okay. I, 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 I don't want to spend the whole call on this topic because I, I think it's over. Right, right, yeah. That's but, not my yeah, but just, right. just real quick, I think the problem is that yeah. we go back and we remember the times that it works. And you're like, oh, yeah, remember, they're all into They got all excited. But there's thousands of times where there was this pregame storyline where one team's all hyped up because this or that. Then they go out there and they get rolled, and nobody remembers that. So I, I right. that that's it's all tough. I'm saying. What's your, well, and, what's and the your other thing is – And then, Travis, make your next point. 
Well, Travis, just real quickly, if it only registers with a few individuals, which is what you're saying, and I'm not disagreeing with you there, and it's all about right, the right. team performance, which is what you also indicated, then it only right. carries so much substance. If you're saying the bulletin Absolutely. board material registers with five guys, great, let those five guys be angry. But I'm more worried about right. what the 40 others have to do and is to it, help win the and game. And is it good for guys to play angry? Some guys play well angry. Some guys don't play well angry. You know, uh, Correct. Right. Go Absolutely. back to uh, – uh, uh, white, uh, white man can't jump with uh, uh, Woody Harrelson Second and Wesley Snipes. Another movie reference. <laughs> one guy played well angry. One guy did not play well angry. There you go. Right, Everybody's right. personality is right. different. Yes. Yeah. Right. So here's my point, right? Like, I heard Lynn call, and I love Lynn's uh, perspective, what he called. But um, I totally disagree. And I know, I, I don't know if Charlie got in his head about uh, Daniel Jones need to show. I mean, Daniel Jones, as of right now, if he was giving an MVP to anybody on his team, it would be Daniel Jones. Um, you know, they and experts around the league, you hear, like, you know, when they talk quarterback, and I want to get you guys' perspective, and I'm this is it. Uh, you know, like, when they talk quarterbacks, they say, like, you know, certain quarterbacks, they just find a way to win or, or they will to win. I kind of question that because it's like, okay, find a way to win means that, like, I feel like the quarterback didn't do it on his own. You know what I mean? It had to have been a certain player that stepped up. Like, it wasn't just the quarterback throwing it to himself. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, Daniel Jones, like, like every game he showed, even in that Cowboy game before he went out, he was trying. You know what I mean? When we got the turnover with uh, Lorenzo Carter, I think, made, you know, it was a third down, and uh, Kadarius Tony dropped the ball. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't like when people take on that uh, – uh, a stance against Daniel Jones, like he needs to show this is his third year. He's been showing, you know what I mean? Everybody's down, and he's trying everything. So I just think everybody should fall back on Daniel Jones about he needs to show because he's shown. Like he's the guy going forward. There's no question, you know what I mean? We just got to get better players and, you know, uh, you know, just improve along that line of getting healthy and so on and so forth so he can show, you know what I mean? Because you take Eli Manning, he's been ripped off for years, man, because, you know, the players, uh, you know, like that year when uh, he, he threw all those interceptions. But half of them went to the wide receivers. I feel like they need to make a like a list when, you know what I mean, when it goes through the wide receiver hand. It shouldn't be picked on the uh, quarterback. Well, you know no, Travis, I mean? so, you are, Travis, you are preaching to the choir. Thanks so much to the choir. I want to get to other people. Um, that's why doing quarterback records is just hot bogus. garbage. Bogus. It's hot garbage because it's a team sport. The receivers catching the ball, to your point, offensive line blocking for the quarterback, the defense getting stops. Putting records on quarterbacks is just, frankly, dumb. It's a lazy way to analyze. It's right in the garbage pan, garbage can with uh, using bulletin board material for motivation. <laughs> we'll throw all those items out. 201-939-4513. So, Travis, we agree 100%. Let's go to Mike in Brooklyn. He's up next. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. I, uh, Friday's my favorite day uh, to listen to you guys because I get to hear all the strategizing from the, from the fans that call in. And I love Len from Maryland. I, I, I love listening to his perspective. But it seems like on Friday when he calls in, he's got like a menu. He's looking at a menu for victory. He wants two touchdowns from him. He wants uh, two sacks from Len, you know, from uh, from uh, Leo, Leo, mm-hmm. Leo. 
you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't work. That I need three touchdowns from Daniel when he only has five old in seven games. So you know, it it just doesn't it doesn't work like that. It's entertaining to listen to. I get a kick out of it, but. Uh, the other, you know, and I well, actually, see, Mike, I'm you know what? Even... Len, when he goes off the menu, he's the type of guy, you're going to the restaurant knowing somebody else is paying the bill. So you don't mind pretty much ordering everything because you're not paying for it. Somebody else's credit card is picking up the tab at the end. That's how he pretty much orders off the menu. I, I figured Paul would like the menu, the restaurant. restaurant uh, and very good. Yes, yes, very good. <laughs> Um, the other thing, As opposed to I'm Charlie, gonna, who's just leaving the table without paying the bill. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to bring up something. He, With uh, a doggy bag, by the way, I too. Wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to mention his name. Um, you, get, you get too much uh, too much publicity from the other calls. Pearson, but, by the way, Pearson, well, he's, he's on hold. Pearson, find out how, this is number three for him this week. I'm not doing the motivation call from him. All right, talk no, to him, he, please. Thank he, you. Um, Go ahead, Mike. He, so anyhow, he, he called the other day. And said that he, this is supposed to be a Giants fan, a lifelong Giants fan. And he said that they're going to get demolished. It's not even going to be close. And that he's going to watch the game so he can see which players screw up the most. <laughs> that is kind of what it sounded like on his call yesterday. You're not Did he really say that? No, he didn't say it, but that's pretty much. Wow. He just listed all the ways the Giants were going to screw up to lose the game, pretty much. Well, yeah, basically what it's called. You know what? Somebody should give him a nice, warm cup of tea and let him go to bed at 9 o'clock, and he doesn't have to watch the game. And Charlie can call back on Monday. It's a new week. If he wants to call up Monday when, you know, Lance and Paul and Jeff are on, that's great. Um, and I'm Don't in Kansas City. Uh, but well, I, I think we've had at least thanks, Charlie John. twice already this week. <laughs> we appreciate I, the I, donation I, of that I, phone yeah, call. You're welcome. Well, you're on today, no, too. You can, you, can, uh, you can get Phil Sims to give him some big low tea. <laughs> well, actually, if he can't talk, that's a good thing, Mike. So why would we want to ask him to do something that oh, helps his throat God. and stuff? I think we need to put so, something well, in his tea. Yeah, well, that could be another option. I think he's already got well, something I, in it. If his mouth is full of tea, he can't talk. So that's what I'm hoping for, you know. All right, guys, have a great weekend, and uh, let's go, John. Be well. Huh? You too, Take Mike. Take care. All right, and, Charlie, you know I'm just busting on you. I'll call him Monday, call him Monday. But I want to make sure I get the other people um, over the course of the show here. Uh, 201-939-4513, 201-939-4513. Don't miss out on return to Giants football. The 2021 season is now underway, but there's still time to secure your season tickets and root on your Giants here at MetLife Stadium. Speak with the Giants ticket representative now and become a season ticket member by calling 888-NYG-1925. All right, we do have an open line. We're going to take two more callers, I think, unless you guys are really fast, and we'll do three uh, the rest of the way. Let's go to Michael in Maryland. He's up next. Hey, Michael. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hi. Hey. First time caller, long time listener. Thank well, you. Thank you. Um, I just want to talk about, I think, you know, most underrated player right now who I think deserves to have a big game and I think who is putting the work in on tape and especially the last game is Aziz Ojolari. You no, think he's underrated? He did have three sacks in the game. I mean, I think no, I'm was... saying that oh, I'm saying no one's paying attention to him. In terms of like, you know, well, I don't know about that. On him. Well, Michael, I, I want to give you some advice. Talk to Paul uh-huh. Dettino. If you talk to Paul Dettino, <laughs> you will learn that no one is overlooking Aziz Ojolari. Not at all. He has been all well, over Aziz all fans, week. Are. <laughs> I'll tell you, 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 you want to know who the, the, the Rodney Dangerfield guy is? It's Austin Johnson. 
He is getting okay. no respect from anybody whatsoever, and he has very quietly had the most consistent season of any of the defensive linemen on this team. I think Dexter Lawrence isn't getting enough credit either because he's getting a lot of pressure. He forced two yeah. offensive holding calls last week that would have been sacks if he didn't get held, and I don't think people talk think, about him I, as much either, to be honest with you, but that's I'll just tell me. You, I, think, I think Dexter is uh, you know, a key Monday for stopping the run. You know, We were talking about you know, stopping it right off the bat. I think they're going to try to try to run it. Obviously, they think that's you know the best way to win the game, um, because I do think they are scared of the secondary. I don't think, you know, I don't think uh, Kelsey is going to be a big factor. I think we've neutralized him, you know, and keep Tyreek Hill under a thousand yards. <laughs> I think I think we have a chance. <laughs> so if he scores, if he has nine hundred ninety nine, that's a win. That is what you're saying. <laughs> Who knows? He'll have a field goal probably, but. You know, oh. I think, guys, this game is uh, is not, you know, it's foolish to think that you're going to go into Kansas City. And this is not being negative. This is being, you know, realistic. Um, you go into Kansas City when, you know, and we've talked about, you know, the atmosphere and what's going to be going on. Um, I, I, I do think that, uh, you know, even if we go out there and hold them down and, you know, and we make improvements and build on last week, I think, even that is a is a positive thing, and I know that you know when Charlie calls it's doom and gloom, and uh, I'll tell you I'm a positive person. This year hasn't been too nice to us so far with the you know the penalty and then the uh, what was the other game we lost by the uh, the off the offsides you're talking about? Oh they are, yeah yeah the offsides yeah, offside yeah. against uh, yeah. So, you know if we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, we get down to the red zone. I'm looking for Rudolph to have a big game, get him in the end zone, you know. And uh, we'll see. But, you know, this is a confidence-builder game, I think, if you believe in that stuff. And, uh, you know, go Giants. Have a good Friday. Happy Halloween. Thank you, Michael. You too. Appreciate the call, bud. 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. All right, let's go right to our next call. Let's go to – unless you guys have something to add to that. Anything, guys? No? I don't think so. All right, Bob on Long Island. He's up next. Bob, what's up? Hey, John and Lance. Hey, if you remember me, I used to battle you guys about uh, draft picks. Uh, Aaron Donald was the last time we spoke. That was a long time ago, Bob. Long time ago. And yeah. by the way, as you know, I was well on board the Aaron Donald bandwagon. I just didn't—I didn't think the Giants were going to pick him, but I was a big Aaron Donald fan coming out. No, you weren't. You were for the tight end. You were for the tight end in that draft, and. Uh, Huh? No, the Aaron Donald the draft was Odell Beckham. Yeah, the, 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 that was yeah. the Odell Beckham draft. They took Odell Beckham that year. Yeah, they took Odell Beckham. John wanted the tight end. Lance, you really didn't uh, voice an opinion. So wait, David, you, wait, you think I wanted David and Joku 11th overall? No, you wanted the tight end. Yeah, uh, David and Joku's the tight end. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, no, I can't remember his name because he didn't make it to – he didn't – Make a splash in the NFL. He got moved around. He went to Detroit. <coughs> anyway, you anyway, know right. well, I mean, it's irrelevant at this point. You're so. Talking about Ebron. Oh, man, Ebron yeah, was Ebron. Yeah, Ebron, yeah, you were pulling for Ebron. That's it. You were pulling for Ebron. I was, I was in a Joko guy. But, 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 by the way, don't I, I? Paul can attest to this. I was a big Aaron Donald fan coming out. I just thought yeah. the Giants wouldn't take him because they don't like to take undersized defensive linemen, and that was what I said. But I did like him as a player. Anyway, Bob, go ahead. Yes, Paul had the uh, he he voiced his opinion against Donald about uh, too small 
I was concerned some about his durability un- inside to hold up, and I was wrong. Yeah, some some unknown. Uh, you got to stop doing that too, Paul. I just want to. Uh, what uh, expressing his opinion? He, he needs to stop doing no, that. When, no, when he voices an opinion and he says some executive or some scout or somebody like that, he's got to put a name to it. Can't do that. I got too many people well, I talk to that won't talk to me if I do that. But it sounds ingenuous. It sounds. Oh, like it's not ingenuous. Opinion. It's just that I I, I can't like give up names. It sounds like your opinion, and what you're doing is trying to reinforce your opinion for some unknown source. Well, I I do. I it's true. I talk to a lot of people in the league and scouts, etc., and coaches and former coaches who help me formulate my opinion. So in many cases. Okay. My opinion will be congruent with theirs because well, they influence me. That's, that's my other beef. There's plenty of time, you guys do it for a living, to watch tape and form your own opinion. These guys that are coming on your show draft time with a 25-cent draft book from our lads on, 100 of them, they have agendas. They have agendas, and they get, every time they're on your show plugging somebody, they're ka they're getting a check from an agent. What are you talking so about? Wait, time out, time out, time out. Dane Brugler literally built a career from scratch doing a draft guide. Now he works for The Athletic. You think he's getting checks from agents? You think oh, Dan Shanka, who used to I'll be an NFL example. scout for 30 years, is getting checks from John, agents? Don't be, don't no, be Bob, nice. you're being ignorant. You're assuming something you're that you have nice no idea John. about. No, you're making they're, things up, and you have no clue what you. Now I understand why I haven't called you. They're coming on your show to plug players. Okay, no, they're I'll plugging their example. product, Bob. They're plugging their I'll product. Give I'll give you an example. You know how many years Dan Shanka worked the in the NFL for? How many teams? The, he, this guy's as giant. legit as they come. Dan Shanka is not shilling for people. I heard you guys. No, but Bob, 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 you realize that these guys are also putting scouting reports on these players before they even sign with agents. Right. Okay. I'll give you an example. The Giants held the key to the draft with the year Saquon Barkley was picked. Every one of them came on your show knocking the quarterbacks. Knocking the quarterbacks. I'm calling uh, um, Lance's gig on the other show network, and I'm telling them on uh, Sirius Radio, moving the chains, hey, Buffalo's quarterback, uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen is the best. Wait a second. If you've listened to me, then you know how much I love Josh Allen. Don't come on here and BS us. I told you Josh Allen was the best quarterback in the draft. I told you that. That I told you that. That was a backdoor compliment. I got everything you in the archives, everything you said. You're out of your mind. No, literally, you're out of your mind. No, but Bob, Paul, Paul did not want to draft a quarterback that year. Correct. He was very clear about that. But he, he did like Josh Allen. He said for this group of quarterbacks. That's Except for Josh Allen. I, I didn't like Rosen. I didn't like Donald. I didn't like Baker. Or Lamar Jackson. Right. You said I wouldn't give you 10 No, cents no. I said Josh Allen is going to be really good, but you I would never said, draft a quarterback in this draft. Cut him off. He's done. If, if, if this guy wants to live in a fantasy world, he's not coming on the show. Not with me on it. These guys are writing scouting reports on players before they sign with agents. How are they cashing checks from agents? I, I, what planet is he coming from? Wow. I, I remember battling him now, and I'm very happy. Hope he doesn't call the show again for another four years. Excellent. I'm I mean, with you. just like 
I don't know. I don't know. Lance, you got something? I got, well, what is there to add? <laughs> but we're, no, I just find it comical that, you know, we're having conversations. We're revisiting the 2018 NFL draft in 2021 when we're trying to preview the Chiefs game. I mean, if he was holding this up for so long, I mean, why didn't we get a phone call in 2019? Yeah, it was a very weird phone call. I mean, and the timing is just like Why are we like waiting insane. for 2021 well, to have this guess, conversation? My guess is that the reason he hasn't called back is because we usually calls usually end like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I just is my guess. Makes me wish we had Charlie on. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'll go that far. But, I think yeah. he should just call Lance on Sirius and not call Big Blue Kickoff anymore. Well, I don't remember him ever calling me on Sirius. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I would think that call would stand out. I certainly haven't heard hey, from look, him. Guys, wow, we're wrong about stuff. We take our L's. I love Sam Donald. It hasn't worked out. I was wrong about that. I mean, and it I thought Aaron Donald would not hold up as a defensive tackle in this league. And guess what? I screwed it up. It is uh, what it is. Wrong, man. In fairness, though, Josh Allen really, it took him a few years till he ultimately clicked, though, in the NFL. I love his skill set, that. though, Lance. Yeah. I really did. No, no, I'm not saying that Josh Allen was a good player. His mental makeup and but his But it took him some time, too. I was a big fan of his. Hey, look, I'll just say this. Look, for me always, the, the toughest thing about the draft, if you're just drafting somebody, you're like, well, this is the player it is. It's really easy to make these picks, right? Because you see what the player is in tape, you see what they can do. The toughest thing is figuring out after you draft the guy which guys are going to continue to improve to meet their ultimate, um, you know, possible their potential potential outcome. Right. Look, there are so many things that can sidetrack a player's career once he gets right. to the NFL. Like for example, like Sam Darnold, every physical trait in the world, he can run. He's got a big arm. He can throw. If he figured out the mental part and stopped throwing interceptions, he would have been a great quarterback too. Yeah, Guess but what? John, in he fairness, also do that. Which what is happens why he if he failed. doesn't go to the Jets too, though? Right. Well, that's true. But Josh Allen, for example, coming out of college, he was an inaccurate quarterback. Yeah. He figured out how to be a more accurate quarterback. He improved. He got better. Some quarterbacks can improve on that stuff. Some quarterbacks can't improve Look, on that this stuff. Is but why he had every physical trait in the world. He was great. They tell you all the time, the general managers over the course of the years, if they get a third of their draft picks correct, they tell you that's a success. I was just with Bob the other day, Bob Papa, at one of our marketing meetings that we had with uh, with some VIPs. And as Bob was saying, in baseball, if you hit 300, they consider that a success. And it's the same way with general managers in the National Football League. If you hit 300 on your draft picks over a given period of time, you're considered to be doing okay. Bill Poley in the Hall of Fame GM has said that many times. If you hit on one third of your picks, yeah. you consider yourself a success. So guess what? As an announcer and a reporter, if I hit on one third of my picks, I have to consider that a success. Hey, look, we all get stuff wrong, man. It's going to happen. Everyone, people that do draft stuff for a living, GMs get stuff wrong. We're going to get things wrong. And they get paid more than we do. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> and by the way, he said all of our guests that year killed the quarterback group. People coming on our shows that year love the quarterback group. Do I know because Paul argued with them on every show, and it annoyed the hell out of me because they loved the quarterback. And I didn't. And Paul, except for Josh outside, Allen, outside Josh didn't Allen. like them. And I dealt with that fight the whole freaking offseason. I know. And I couldn't take it. Well, I mean, I remember. <laughs> I remember and, May and, and Mayfield and Jackson proved me wrong, didn't yeah. they? Because they've succeeded. Well, and to I love Baker. I was very high on Baker. I know you and were. I, and I remember having conversations with draft analysts because – I would always want to hear their perspective about Baker. I thought several guys were very complimentary. Well, you liked him because he was yeah. short. Well, no, there was more to it. I mean, come on, let's not. Yeah, the idea that all the guys the we had on that year were <laughs> the fact that the idea that all the guys we had on that year were trashing the quarterback class. Didn't someone at some point during that offseason tell us that they thought it was comparable to the 2004 quarterback class? If I remember right. 
Yeah, I think I think it been something that had thrown out. You know, but here's the thing: the Giants couldn't have picked Baker anyway. He went to Cleveland, number right. one. Correct. Anyway, Correct. Anyway. all right. Yeah. No, but I guess I guess, I'm not trying to continue this topic, yeah. but I, I guess I would love to know the point is: is he just frustrated that the Giants took Saquon and didn't take Josh Allen? No, I mean, is actually, that what the center of this is? The, the, the topic of the call was trades, apparently. So I don't know how that. <laughs> well, we went off the deep end into, from there. So. Into what happened yeah. there? Well, but, but the guy calls in and he says, "All right, before I get to that point, I'm going to take shots at you guys, <laughs> and then I'm going to get mad when you talk over me to try to respond to the shots, and then I'm going to get mad at you, guys." This isn't like a carnival booth where we line up and put our, like, arms on the wall and you throw water balloons at us. <laughs> yeah, but that isn't better, how this John. works. If we're wrong, we admit we're wrong. We take our L's and we say our bad. We'll do better next time. But, no, we I mean. He was taking inaccurate we're... shots. Well, exactly. That's and, and there's and, so and... many accurate shots you can take at us, by the way. It's a long <laughs> freaking list. You know, call Paul. Ask him about Davis Webb. See how that goes for him. Yeah. All right? Well, no. I lost. Yeah. I no, lose but, on that one. Yeah. Well, the but guy also still never gets a chance to play. Making claims about payments to people that put together draft yeah, that's, where there's no wow, fundamental no, wow. evidence behind that, too. No, you know? no. See, now, so, you're right, Lance. He got that confused with the payola scandal of radio stations in the <laughs> right. 50s. Now, see, now, that got me mad because that impugns integrity of True. us yeah, and the ridiculous. people we have on the show, and I'm not going to stand for that. No. Well, so, and also, anyway. a caller loses credibility when you make that claim and you don't have any evidence to support that, too. Yes, 100%. So, no. you know, do you have copies of the checks? You got bank accounts? No. Let's see them. <laughs> yes. So. We are in a world where people like to make claims without any sure. evidence. Throw it against the wall. See if it's there. All right. Thanks yeah. for being with us, everybody. All right, For Lance Paul Dottino, I am John Schmelk. We'll be back with you on Monday for another episode of Big Blue Kickoff Live at 1230. Getting ready for the Giants and Chiefs. Have a great Hall Halloween weekend. Enjoy, and we'll see you guys on Monday.